It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Rudy hands to Hayward, who's 3 of 12. Gordon rotates to Hood. Feet set, left corner, three. Ball wet, splash! Back-to-back threes for the hoodie. It is locked on Jazz for the 2nd of August. The Jazz starting lineup breaks. What preseason will take us to the rainy Northwest? Optimistic view of the lockout news notes and a run through jazz history with Dave Fredman. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Wow. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Fun show coming up for you today. It's brought to you by Devin Cash, Equity Real Estate. Thanks for the support from Devin. And if you'd like to win two Jazz free season tickets, well, you don't win them. You just get them when you buy or sell a home with Devin. Give him a call at 801 759 95 I'll tell you more about how you do that coming up and why you should use Devin Cash, but... First, this is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Not coming to you daily right now, but have a good, good show. Last year on our broadcast, we did This Day in Jazz History. And when we did This Day in Jazz History, I sat down with all sorts of people and interviewed them. Uh, And I will share a bunch of those with you over the next month. Uh, Dave Fredman is the... Only employee left, I believe, Billy Kreifeld, the late, just passed away. He came over um, with the Jazz, so thoughts to the Kreifeld family. He was the PR director. Billy Kreifeld uh, really was one of the great guys, and and we didn't have a show, so I wanted to make sure we mentioned that. But Dave Fredman uh, came over as uh, PR director, broadcaster. He's now in the front office scouting and has done great work for the Jazz forever. So he and I chatted. This was done last October, maybe September, And we talked about the history of the Jazz. So that is going to come up here a little bit later on the program. We'll talk about some other items uh, as well. Uh, Locked on Podcast Network. I know some of you are tired of it. It's just being built. Ride through it. You helped create it. Uh, Really appreciate it. I had a Dodger fan tweet at me who, you know, he's tired of it. I mean, that's just a Dodger fan. I understand it's the summer. You're a Dodger fan, so you're in a pissy mood. I got it. I mean, I got it, Jeremy. I'm cool with that. Um, if you'd tweet at Jeremy and SP and tell him to have a little love, I mean, just give him a little love. He sent out five fifty one hundred tweets in his life has 46 followers. And he says his bio Dodgers, 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 Jazz, Cougars, Dodgers, Dodgers. So anybody who's a seven time more bigger Dodger fan than he is a jazz fan, you, you actually just feel for those people. Jeremy, it's tongue-in-cheek. Lighten up, Francis. We're just having a little fun with you. I hope you're – come on. hope you're laughing. All right. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, I should know since I'm running this whole thing. But just quickly, I announced today Jeff Howe, Boston Herald, will be locked on Patriots for those of you who care about the Patriots. Uh, we have made uh, Bill Williamson debuted his first program with Locked on Raiders. For those of you that are Raider fans, I'm hoping to have a really fun announcement for Locked on Niners. Um, I just have to get make sure that everything's approved. Uh, but for those of us in Salt Lake, I think you'll really, really like that one. Um, Let's see, what other teams might you be a fan of? Locked on Steelers, Jody Genesee um, debuts today. Uh, Locked on Eagles has already launched. And our NFL national show with uh, longtime ESPN Football Today host Matt Williamson is up. So grab those. I appreciate it. And the Locked on NBA world is still going on. So all those guys have done. In fact, there's a really good episode by Locked on Hornets of whether they should trade for Greg Monroe, which is kind of a hot topic out there right now. All right, let's get to our pins across the world. Remember to keep sending these to me at dlock09 at gmail.com. dlock09 at gmail.com. Pins across the world. The focus on pins across the world is you sending me the note about where you are that you listen from and how you became a jazz fan. Hi, I'm Joshua from Lake Oak, Florida. I'm the biggest jazz fan in this backwater country town. My love started for the jazz when I was a kid growing up in West Jordan, Utah. I remember like so many growing as kids watching the great Stockton Malone during their great finals run in the late 90s. My first sport memory was going to the game where Stockton broke the Steels record. Wow. Like so many kids during the time in Utah, Stockton became my favorite player for years. I love playing point guard on my basketball, on my favorite, uh, on my team, tried my best to set assist records every time I took the court, uh, Every time I took the court, sorry. Junior jazz season was my favorite time of the year because it meant wearing a jazz jersey and pretending to be like my favorite team. The year Stockton retired, I was 14. My family moved to Boston. I remember I was happy for Malone when he went to the Lakers just because Malone, sorry, some of this I'm, I'm not reading well or I'm having a tough time with. He went to the Lakers because just a Malone jazz team won't have wouldn't have felt right. Even though my family moved to Boston, I never lost track of the team because of ESPN. I log on every day to read the Jazz News. I beg my mom for insider subscriptions just so I can read about the possible trade rumors or get the inside scoop who we're going to draft. I found your show about two years ago during the Exum draft when I Google searched Exum News and scouting reports your podcast came out. I never listened to a podcast before, but I instantly took to yours. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. Really appreciate the support uh, out there. By the way, if you're just looking for places for jazz news, there's a new site called FanRag Sports Network, uh, FanRagSports.com. Andy Bailey is doing some really good work over there on the jazz. Um, so worth checking out. They, he's uh, He has kind of probably the best I've seen where I just went to a jazz page recently and saw something and was like, oh, that's that's flat out good. Like Andy's really good, but just the layout and all the top stories uh, of what they're looking for. So he really did. Uh, he's done nice work. So uh, just thought I'd share that with you out there. All right, let's get to kind of, we don't have a per se tip off story of the day, but there was a really neat piece done by CBS sports about the best starting lineups in the NBA. Excuse me. And, uh, wow, that was whew, that was something this morning. Sorry about that. Obviously, the number one starting lineup in the league is the Warriors, and number two is Cleveland, and number three is the Clippers. I don't think I would have. And then number four was San Antonio. So the top three starting lineups in the NBA, I think, are, are obvious. Uh, number four still being San Antonio, probably true. Tony Parker, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, LaMarcus Aldridge, Pau Gasol. 
I probably go Toronto in this group next. Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Damari Carroll, Patrick Patterson, Jonas Valanciunas. Boston with Al Horford gets pretty interesting. Memphis's lineup, if healthy, gets pretty interesting. But they had the Utah Jazz as fifth. Uh, they had the Jazz and one vote for this being the fourth best starting lineup they wrote. Three votes for sixth place, then firmly number five in our rankings. So George Hill, Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, and Rudy Gobert. Uh, and they point out that the lineup with Neto last season was eighth most effective lineup in basketball to play at least 300 minutes, something we've talked about a lot. And the Jazz with George Hill should be even better. Uh, so they have the Jazz as a uh, fifth best starting lineup in the NBA. I like it. Every, and as we've talked about a lot on this program, every single one of the guys is doing something they've already done before, which is huge. So I, you know, that's encouraging. And the bench is pretty good, right? Now your your, your bench now becomes Dante Exum, Alec Burks, Joe Johnson, uh, Boris Diaw, Trey Lyles, Jeff Withy. It's terrific. Joe Ingles, Shelvin Mack, Howell Neto. It's terrific. Before I give you the rest of the top ten, let me tell you about Devin Cash and Equity Real Estate. Devin is a real estate agent who enjoys it. He really considers it the way a teacher would. Uh, He never wants his clients to feel uncomfortable with any situation they're ever in. He loves being hands-on, working right with you, and taking you through the process. He admits that his favorite often is first-time home buyers because he can guide them through the process and make them comfortable and see that joy at the end of the process. Uh, Charity and Ryan used Devin Cash, and they said they were so happy that Devin was their realtor, both in purchasing our new home, selling our old home. Devin's knowledge and expertise help reduce the worry in a sometimes stressful situation. His tireless hard work, kindness in every interaction made us feel supported every step of the way. If you're going to buy or sell a house, the first thing you need to do if you're selling your own house is get the market analysis to know what you're really playing with. You have to have that, and it has to be done well. So trust Devin Cash to do that for you, and then check out the market. Right now, rates are historically low. It's a really good time to get involved. Give Devin a call, 801-759-1495. 801-759-1495. And if you buy or sell your home with Devin, two free jazz season tickets. So give Devin a call. Support those that support Locked On Jazz. That's what brings this program to you every day. 801-759-1495. 801 801- Seven five nine fourteen ninety five. Uh, rounding out the top ten, Memphis. I said was eight. Detroit was nine. Uh, Atlanta with Schroeder, Bazemore, Corver, Millsap, and Howard is ten. Portland eleven. Minnesota twelve. Minnesota may turn out to be higher than that. He said the votes range from nine to seventeen, so that no one's quite sure. Uh, ESPN did their summer forecast uh, right now and had their big risers. Minnesota was number one. Utah was number two. Dallas, 13. New York, 14. Chicago, 15. So funny. Every single ranking has the Knicks and the Bulls next to each other. Houston at 16. I think Houston's going to be a top five offensive efficiency team in the NBA and be pretty darn good. Houston is... I had played a nice round of golf with a um, guy from a company called uh, – it's called Simply Smarter. 
um, one, their website is uh, My Simply Smarter. Uh, Laird and I played golf with he and his buddies the other day, and, and we were talking over-unders only for a conversational piece, of course. And my mine's, I don't know what the over-unders going to be, but mine's Houston. You know, but I really looked at Washington at 17. That seems low to me. Oklahoma City at 18, Indiana at 19, Charlotte at 20. That seems low, too. But I guess Roy Hibbert's in there now at their center, um, which could be terrible. So maybe there's a reason why Lockdown Hornets is talking about the possibility of trading for Greg Monroe. That's an interesting question. I'm going to have to go listen to that show. That's, that's an interesting idea with where that is set up and how that is set up. Uh, so I thought that was a good piece. That's kind of our lead uh, today. Uh, the dogged Jody Genesee, the of the um, Deseret News and a uh, big Steelers fan who will be excited about the launch of Locked on Steelers today, the, wrote a little quick piece that uh, the Jazz seem to be playing two preseason games. It is out that they will be playing against Portland. Uh, they will be playing... Uh, According to Jody, they will be playing one of those games uh, in in Portland early and then later home against Portland. So one of the, the preseason schedule beginning to trickle out a little bit. Uh, kind of fun to see those moments. And that first one, by the way, that Jody released is early. Um, I was playing around with the schedule, the schedule dates once I saw that. A little bit and realized that if that's that there were some it was kind of an interesting let me see if I can find the little note I wrote on this um, I don't know when we're releasing the preseason schedule hopefully it'll be soon I was that's kind of always my first taste of excitement when that comes out and you begin to feel the season going uh, but Jody uh, tweeted out that we will play at Portland on Monday the 3rd of October which would make Training camp opening the 27th, if you're doing that. Like, I think. Don't you always always open on a mon- on a Tuesday? With media day on a Monday? Getting closer. Fired up. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see if that's true. That's That would be, that would be entirely awesome. Uh, a few other quick notes for you. Uh, interesting news. Optimistic about lockout still from both sides. Kelly Olenek uh, does not seem to be on his way to getting a new deal. Uh, for the uh, with Boston, and that I think, as I've talked about, I suspect that it will probably not be a new deal as well for uh, uh, for Gordon uh, for Rudy Gobert because of the fact that the the discrepancy between if you sign one of these guys to a money deal and what their cap hold is is so dramatic. I think it's going to be almost impossible for these teams uh, to do that. Fun to see that Ronnie Price has tied in with Oklahoma City. Uh, did I explain that you get a cap hold as your number based on your last contract? The new number, if you sign a guy a year early, becomes his new cap hold number. So if you sign Kelly Olenek or Rudy Gobert or any of these players coming up right now before the deadline, instead of letting them go to restricted free agency, then you end up losing $20 million of cap space or $15 million of cap space. In the case of Gobert, you're probably losing as much as $25 million of cap space, um, which means I really would be surprised. Uh, Gobert would have to give up something considerable to make it uh, over to the Jazz side ledger. It doesn't mean the Jazz won't sign Gobert eventually. In fact, I'm pretty certain they will. 
but it uh, it just means that there's particularly Gordon Hayward being a free agent, you should go into that offseason that way. All right, and uh, fun today, by the way, at tonight, uh, Central Park Community Center at 2797 South 200 East. Gordon Hayward, uh, who was playing a little tennis last night, will be out uh, with the Jazz. It's the night out against crime and emergency preparedness fair, um, and they will be out uh, tomorrow or today at that South Salt Lake City Court, one of the 16 Jazz community courts. I may stop by, by the way. Um, I'm going to probably work my day in a way so I can head down there uh, to be there for that uh, court dedication tonight. So uh, check that out. It's all part of what the Jazz do in the community. All right, here's Dave Fredman in our conversation from last September about jazz history. All right, Dave Fredman, this day in jazz history. Let's start with October 12th, 1979. Interesting today, by the way. Uh, first game ever in Portland. What memory do you have about the Utah Jazz finally putting on a uniform and playing an NBA game? Well, I remember uh, T.R. Dunn played for uh, Portland and guarded Pete Maravich and gave him a rough time. Pete was only able to get about four points that night. Um, but I do remember it being an exciting time. I also remember... Hot Rod Hunley, the legendary broadcaster, was doing a CBS game that night, and um, we had to use the local uh, KSL announcer, Paul James, and myself did the first game on radio ever in Utah Jazz history. That's a great little note. I love that. That's great. All right. Uh, about 10 days later, uh, at home... 1979, Pistol Pete, I think, had 28, and the Jazz get their first win ever. What do you remember on that one? Well, if I'm not mistaken, it was against the Clippers, uh, who had uh, World Be Free, and I'm not sure if he was going by World Be Free then or just Lloyd Free, uh, but two prolific scores uh, from the time, and uh, it was a big win. And, you know, it gave, I think it gave us hope. We knew we were a rebuilding team moving from New Orleans, and it was going to take some time, and it certainly did. But I think fans uh, got a pretty good taste of what NBA basketball could be in Utah. Any memory of the crowd? You know, I think the crowd got loud as the, as the game uh, you know, progressed. As I recall, in that first year, fans were cautious. Uh, there was all that, and I'm not sure they ever believed there was going to be NBA basketball in the – uh, threats of lawsuits and things like that. But uh, I think the fans were cautious, but they got into it more as the season wore on and subsequent seasons showed that uh, it was one of the great cities to play in for the NBA. All right, uh, let's go to 1980. I don't, know how, I don't know how you're supposed to remember these specific teams, but I'm going to make you do it. Uh, it was, I think, against Denver. Adrian Dantley dropped 50. Ron Boone also played his 1,000th consecutive game that night. Any memory of, of, of that early 1980? AD drops 50, I think, against Denver? Yeah, well, I you know, I do remember uh, Booner playing in his 1,000th game, uh, consecutive game. And at the time, we were fighting to get that recognized as the NBA uh, at that time we're reluctant to recognize Ron's uh, ABA games. And, you know, they have since become a little bit more understanding on combining ABA and NBA statistics in most categories. Uh, but AD had a, had a big game, you know, it was an up and down game, uh, run and gun game. And, uh, 
AD was good at home and virtually unstoppable. Uh, give me just a general big-picture thought on AD, kind of the player, the game, the things he did. Well, you know, Bill Burtka, uh, who obviously hired me with the Jazz and was the team's first general manager and then assistant coach, after he went to the Lakers and had to compete against AD, he came up with a very appropriate um, way to describe him. And Bill thought pound for pound, inch for inch, Adrian Dantley was the most productive player uh, to ever play in the NBA uh, because what he could do at 6'4 in low post had never really been done before at that time. And it, it always amazed, I think, a lot of NBA observers how he was able to score and what tremendous footwork he had in the low post at that size. Awesome. Uh 1982 November, Ricky, Ste- Ricky Steele. Ricky Green gets nine steals in a game to set a Jazz record. Any memory well, of that? Well, Hot, Hot Rod uh, nicknamed Ricky Green the fastest of them all, and I think he was referring to his foot speed, and he really was very quick. Ricky Green could lock and trail on a screen as well as uh, anybody I've ever seen. Uh, in my 42 years in the NBA, but he also had very quick hands and uh, pretty good instincts. And it's, it was just one of those nights that, uh, you know, Ricky had a feel for what was going on and had a great knack for uh, anticipation. He was anticipating well that night. Uh, any memory on Frank resigning? Well, I mean, yeah, it was an emotional time, I think, for uh all of us that had worked with Frank. I think one thing that's not really been noted enough about Frank and how he kind of single-handedly uh, built the franchise when it didn't have any money. You know, Larry Miller obviously did the great things to take the franchise to a next level, but Frank was able to build a competitive team um, to enable a guy like Larry to realize it was a good investment, even though it was a community-type um, you know, endeavor on Larry's part to get involved with the jazz and take it to the next level. But Frank was a link to the all the recent Utah Jazz Hall of Famers. You know, he brought in Adrian Dantley. Uh, he brought in Jerry Sloan. He was in charge when Stockton and Malone were drafted. And uh, so it was an emotional time when Frank decided to step aside. But I also know that Frank felt very confident that he was uh, – turning the team over in good hands to Jerry Sloan. Uh, any memory on, I don't know why you remember this specific game, but if you have any reason you do, 84 AD makes 28 free throws in a game. The game took place in Vegas. Yeah, it was, uh, we were playing, you know, 11 home games in Las Vegas that year. And uh, it was at the Thomas and Mack Center, which was the first year the Thomas and Max opened. And uh, AD as he often did, had a penchant to stay around the basket and in the paint. And uh, Moses Malone uh, was and Caldwell Jones were both being frustrated a little bit trying to defend AD that night and uh, put him on the line, and he was making them. Uh, 1983, Mark Eaton gets 12 points, 14 rebounds, 12 blocks. At the time, it was a record for block shots in a game. Any memory of it? If not, go general Mark, just Mark Eaton as a player. Well, hold, hold it. Was that against Portland? 
Um, this looks like it was a loss to Denver. 143-136. Hmm. And, we're, and was it, it was at home, right? Uh, this was at and at Denver, it looks like. At Denver, huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, just give me a general Mark Eaton instead. How's that? Yeah. Well, the thing with uh, Mark Eaton and his block shots, it was the first time I could remember uh, the triple-double uh, with block shots involved. And, you know, when Magic Johnson came in and started in triple-doubles, uh, you know, it became a popular stat to talk about. And then, obviously, longtime NBA people realized Oscar Robertson had averaged one. But with the block shots, it was really unique. And I think it took the league a while to understand what Mark's impact on the game was. And they kept making the same mistakes twice and uh, driving in the paint, not realizing Mark's timing and uh, ability to uh, block the shots. Great. And I, uh, 197, last one for you. 1979, April 10th, the Utah Jazz announced plans to relocate to Utah. No, the the New Orleans Jazz, right? Yes. Yeah, so the New Orleans Jazz announced plans to relocate to Utah on April 10th, 19. It was actually 1979, April, right? Because they circle back around. Right. Right. What's your backstory memory on that? Well, I remember uh, having known about it, uh, being a member of the front office in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, once they finally announced it, uh, they were very excited about it. Our ownership was. I had mixed emotions. Uh, Personally, I'd never been to Salt Lake before. I was not sure how that market or if the market would be able to support NBA basketball. It was uh, a great, great decision for many reasons that Sam Battistone made. Hope you enjoyed that piece of jazz history with Dave Fredman. We'll do more of that coming up, plus some other interviews. Hopefully I'll talk to Thurl and Ron and Matt and have some just interview shows for you as well. And there always seems to be news trickling in. Thanks for subscribing to Locked on Jazz on iTunes or whatever podcast or the five-star reviews make a huge difference. So thank you very much. And make sure you drop a quick look at which other Locked On Podcast Network shows you want. This show has been brought to you by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. Call him today at 801-759-1495 to let him help you with the house buying or selling process. That's 801-759-1495. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.